0: Personally, I've been earning a living as a content creator for about five years now. And I've definitely learned a lot in that time about different strategies and which ones are easier and which ones are harder and which ones are faster and which ones take longer and which ones pay more and which ones pay less. And now I'm able to share that with other people who are aspiring or up and coming content creators and shorten their journey. On January 24th of 1848, James W. Marshall found gold at Sutter's Mill in Coloma, California, kicking off the California Gold Rush. Over the next five to 10 years, over 300,000 people traveled west to try to strike it rich themselves. Now, there's this myth out there that over the California Gold Rush, not very many people actually found very much gold. But upon doing a bit of research, I found that this is not at all the case. In fact, many miners made huge profits. American diplomat Thomas Larkin said at the time that miners were collecting gold by the handfuls. And in fact, many miners collected hundreds of pounds of gold, especially in the first few years of the gold rush. Now, of course, as people continued to flood into the area, the gold supply dwindled, and the people who came the very latest didn't find any gold left at all. But over the course of the gold rush, many people were made extremely wealthy. And in fact, so much gold was found that it created a temporary glut in the U.S. monetary system since it was based on the gold standard. And longer term, it added a lot of wealth to the U.S. and greatly stimulated the California economy both at the time and for quite a long time after. Now, I want you to imagine that earlier in the 1940s, you had made the trek to California and you had settled on a nice plot of land. 1848 rolls around and you start hearing the news that some people are striking it rich, but at first you're quite skeptical. You're not sure if it's true at all or if it's just the press at it again. 1849 comes and goes and you're still not quite sure, but by the time 1850 comes, you have realized that some people are in fact getting rich and finding a lot of gold, but you're also starting to feel like probably all the gold has already been taken, so you still don't do anything. 1851, 52, and 53, same story. You still feel like surely this thing is about to end. But finally, around 1854 or so, you think, well, maybe there's just an endless supply of gold. Maybe this is going to keep going. So you finally set up a small mine and start sifting for gold yourself, only to have your suspicions confirmed that sure enough, there's no gold left and you missed out. And it was only the lucky few who were made wealthy. In a lot of ways, the opportunity of today's creator economy reminds me of the California Gold Rush. Starting out a few years ago, people were by and large just very skeptical that someone could even make money as a creator. It was, you know, this new idea. People were like, what? You can make money as a YouTuber? But as the last few years have gone on, people have started to catch on that this really is a real thing. But now we're kind of in that middle phase where most people seem to feel like it's only for the lucky few. Like probably all the riches have already been snatched up, probably the market is completely saturated. There's so much content out there. There are so many users on YouTube or creators on Instagram or bloggers that there is no space in the market, the creator economy market for yet more content or yet more content creators. So they feel like they've already missed out. And so now that's their excuse. Now, instead of thinking, oh, this isn't even a real thing, now they're thinking they missed out. But this is totally not the case. There are more and more people every single month who are getting started as content creators, building their audience, and creating a living as content creators. And not only is this happening to more and more people every month, but people's journey from zero to earning $10,000 or more per month is getting shorter and shorter. And there's two reasons for that. One is that because people have this insatiable desire for more content, more entertainment, more information, and they're consuming more and more content over time, and their tastes are getting refined also, and they're always looking for new, fresh content. The other reason is because as more and more people have taken this path and started earning a living as a content creator, they have been able to figure out what works and what doesn't. Personally, I've been earning a living as a content creator for about five years now, and I've definitely learned a lot in that time about different strategies. And which ones are easier and which ones are harder and which ones are faster and which ones take longer and which ones pay more and which ones pay less. And now I'm able to share that with other people who are aspiring or up and coming content creators and shorten their journey. Now, the first thing you really need to understand is that there are a lot of different ways to make money as a content creator. Some of them involve the content platforms directly paying you for the content you create or for the ads that run on your videos. Other strategies involve you creating and selling your own products. And then there's opportunities like sponsorships or having paid ads on your content. We'll talk more about all those in a few minutes, but right now what I want you to understand is that there are a lot of different options and some of them are better and some of them are worse. And if you want to grow to 10 K as quickly as possible, you need to choose some of the better faster ones. And you also will want to layer multiple strategies. Now, You need to be careful to not spread yourself too thin, and this is a great time to mention that I really would not recommend trying to build your audience on multiple platforms when you're first starting out, because you can do a lot more with a bigger audience on one platform. Both if you focus your time and attention and energy on one platform, you'll be able to create just much more growth there, but also having your audience collected in one place makes it more powerful, more interesting to sponsor because you can move more people's attention, more interesting to you if you're creating and selling your own products. And the platforms tend to pay more for getting more views or more engagement on one platform than if you have a small amount on a bunch of different platforms. So for all those reasons, you're gonna wanna focus on just one platform, but using that one platform, multiple different sources of income because you can layer them together to quickly get to 10K rather than waiting all the time that it might take one of them to develop into a 10K a month income source. But if you're going to layer multiple sources of income, then you have to be strategic about it because otherwise you will just spread yourself thin and not make very much traction with any of them. So we need to think about how we can layer them strategically. So it starts with you creating content on a platform and different platforms pay you different rates as a creator. So for example, here on YouTube, advertisers pay to have their ads run on YouTube videos, and then YouTube pays the creator whose video the ad ran on 55% of what was paid to YouTube. So for example, I've got my Logitech mouse right here, and if Logitech paid YouTube, let's say $2 per ad that got clicked on videos and it ran on 100,000 videos and got 20,000 clicks, 20,000 times $2, that would be $40,000. Well, YouTube would pay 55% of that, so something like $22,000 or so to the creator whose videos those ads ran on. And then YouTube would keep the other 45%, so something like $18,000 themselves. So YouTube is pretty generous with how they pay creators. Now, lots of other platforms pay creators as well. You've got Instagram and TikTok, most notably doing this lately, but you can earn money on most other platforms, including like Pinterest and LinkedIn, etc. However, I will say that YouTube tends to be the very most generous with how they pay creators, whereas a TikTok and Instagram tend to really be paying their creators pennies compared to the dollars that YouTube pays. Now, that's not to say that you still can make a great living using Instagram or TikTok, just something to be aware of. So getting paid directly by the platform, that's the first layer of your monetization strategy. Second layer is as you are creating content on the platform, not only are you getting paid for the content, but that content is also growing your audience. And the bigger your audience grows, at least so far as they are an engaged audience, bigger your audience grows, the more buying power your audience represents. And that buying power means that something can be sold to your audience. Now, of course, we want to be completely ethical about this, but think about your own self. There are many things that you personally want or need to buy. And if you can give your audience recommendations on what to buy to solve their problems, then you can do them a favor and you can also make money in the process. I mean, that is how all of business and how the economy works based off of this win-win mentality of people trading dollars for things so that both parties end up better off. When it comes to selling products, there are so many options here. Don't think that you are limited to merch, although that's certainly one of your options. You can also sell information products like books or courses. These are often some of the easiest and most lucrative to create, but you also have many other options. I mean, just think about like Walmart or Target, they are selling everything under the sun, right? And you don't need to sell everything under the sun. I just mentioned that to point out that there are thousands and thousands, millions really of different products that people want to buy. And you just need to think about who your audience is based off of what content you're creating and therefore what might they be interested in buying. And then either find or create the very best, most awesome version of that thing to offer to them to help them out. So that is the second piece of your monetization strategy, utilizing the buying power of your audience. And then the third piece is reinvesting your profits. So those first two things, they're both gonna make you money. Now you've made some money. You can take some of that money to reinvest into advertising yourself. But we're not just gonna advertise to like expand your reach on Instagram or get more views on YouTube. That would be a waste because what you can do is you can advertise the products that you are selling so that that you can make more sales which directly will earn you more profits, and at the same time will expand your brand. It will earn you more visibility, which will help to grow your audience. And that creates a cyclical effect because now you have the profits you've reinvested growing your audience, getting you more views on your content, which earns you more money from the advertisers and the platform that you are sharing your content on, making more sales of your product, which gives you more money to invest and so on. So that's the basic strategy, but now let's talk about sponsorships and affiliate marketing because those are two really common ways that creators make money. So sponsorships, this is probably the way that most people think most creators make most of their money, where brands pay creators to talk about or to feature their products in their content. Now, this is certainly a viable way to make money. In fact, mainstream advertising has shifted from the ads that were being paid out to corporations that were large media companies that had programs on TV or to newspapers, etc., to now being primarily a sponsorship market where most advertising dollars are being spent with creators of various sorts. Basically, brands have gone from paying big media companies to paying individual creators, which is a really cool and interesting shift. And what that means is that there are billions of advertising dollars on the table that brands want to spend with creators. And so if you can tap into that, then there's a big potential for profit there. Now, the reason why I say it's only a viable way to make money and not the way I'm the most excited about is because honestly, most of the time you can make more money being your own business and selling your own products rather than just getting paid to promote someone else's products. I mean, think about it. If they're paying you to promote their products, that means they're making a lot more themselves for it to be worth it for them to pay you like that. So if you can be the person who is selling the product that you are promoting, then you'll get to create all of that profit for you. But that's not to say you shouldn't do sponsorships. I just want you to be aware that there are other options and sometimes the other options can be better. But honestly, if you can find a great sponsor for your content, who's the perfect fit with your audience and has a decent sized budget, you can go from zero to $10,000 a month, literally overnight. You may be able to find a sponsor who pays you that much every single month or a couple different sponsors who pay you a significant amount of that. You just wanna make sure that you are patient when it comes to finding sponsors, that you aren't feeling desperate or like you have to find a sponsor, because if you do, you're going to find yourself settling for way less than you could be making with your content. And now we come to affiliate marketing, another really common way for content creators to make money. And it's got its pros and cons as well. So affiliate marketing is actually really similar to sponsorships, it's where you're getting paid to promote the products of another company. But the big difference is that with sponsorships, the company is paying you just to talk about or just to show their products and they're paying you upfront. Whereas with affiliate marketing, the company is not paying you to talk about their products But if you make a sale for them, then you get paid. So there's the potential to make more money, but there's also the risk that you make less money. Now, you can either be more of an active affiliate marketer or a passive affiliate marketer. And what I mean by that is you can do affiliate marketing instead of selling your own products, and you can actively promote products that other companies sell, and that can be your bread and butter or you can be a passive affiliate marketer, meaning that you don't really actively promote the products, but if you're gonna mention a product, then you make sure that you have an affiliate link for that product so that you can earn a small commission if anyone buys from your link. Now, my honest recommendation for most people is to sell their own products, not just do affiliate marketing, because you can earn a lot more selling your own products than most people can earn with affiliate marketing. But Even if you're selling your own products, there's no reason to not at least be a passive affiliate marketer, because if you're going to mention a product to your audience, you might as well earn that commission. And it's really easy to get started with affiliate marketing, unlike sponsorships where you have to work with brands to get approval and to get a contract. With affiliate marketing, most of the time, all you have to do is a simple sign-up process and most affiliate marketing programs approve everyone who signs up. One of the most common affiliate marketing programs out there is Amazon Partners, and you can sign up for that in a matter of a few minutes and then have affiliate links for literally every product on Amazon that you can share whenever you mention a product from Amazon. However, don't stop there because there are a lot of other affiliate programs out there that do pay much higher commissions. And so if there's a product you like that you are going to mention anyway, it's worth taking a few minutes to reach out and ask if they have an affiliate program. A lot of brands don't, but a lot of brands do. And so you might as well ask. Let's wrap this up with a quick recap. It is totally possible to make a great living as a content creator earning $10,000 a month or way more. But the main thing that is going to stop you and make it impossible for you to ever hit that goal is if you believe that it's not possible for you to do so. If you think that it's only the people who get lucky who ever can hit that goal, or you think that there is already too much content out there and there isn't room for more people who are content creators, well, those things will stop you they will make it so you won't create content, you won't try to grow your audience or monetize, and you'll just keep doing what you're doing right now to earn a living. So if you wanna start making a living as a content creator, then you have to have a little bit of faith, enough faith to start doing the work and creating the content yourself. The fastest way to get to those 10K months is to double down on one platform so you can grow your audience as quickly as possible, but on that one platform, utilize multiple different income strategies so that you can get to 10K a month faster. And finally, making money as a content creator means you're working for yourself, which is awesome, but it also means that you are effectively starting your own business. Now, a lot of people let this hold them back because they feel overwhelmed by by the idea of starting a business. They have a bit of imposter syndrome where they feel like they don't know enough to start their own business or they're not ready for that responsibility. But honestly, starting a business isn't nearly as scary as it sounds and anyone can do it if they know how. It's my mission to help as many people as possible start their own businesses and go full-time working for themselves. So I've put together a free course called Small Business 101. You can find out more about the free course and sign up for yourself using the link in the show notes below. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Work Less, Earn More. Now, here's what I want you to do next. Take a screenshot of this episode you're listening to right now and share it out on your Instagram stories. And when you do, make sure you tag me at Gillian Z Perkins so I can see you're listening. Sharing on stories is going to help more people find this podcast so they too can learn how to build their business in a way that allows them to work less and earn more. And if you really love the show, head over to Apple Podcasts right now and leave Work Less, Earn More a review to give it a boost and help even more people find it. Okay, let's wrap this up. I'm Gillian Perkins, and until next week, stay focused and take action.